Welcome to Distance and Intimate, a podcast hosted by the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Justice Committee of the James Madison University Student Government Association. We are excited to have this space to have intimate conversations about issues on diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice in the James Madison University community and our society in general. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Distance and Intimate. We are doing two episodes this month uh, because we had a lot we wanted to talk about. Uh, In this mini episode, which will be a shorter episode, we will be talking about Black History Month. Um, So on the podcast today, we have me, my name is Leia, um, and my pronouns are they, them. Uh, my name is Riley, and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Evan, and I use he, him pronouns. Um, and we are all SGA members. Evan uh, is, are you a senator? I am a senator. Senator, are you a senator? I am also a senator. Oh we're all senators. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, our committee chair, Ginger, will also be joining us um, at some point during the pod. I think now. Now? Oh, yeah. Well, it was now, but oh. she disappeared. Okay. Well, she'll be joining us. <laughs> she'll be joining us soon. Um, yeah. So we've had a few episodes before where we've talked about. Um, we we had a podcast episode. I think it was just like the committee. We just sat down and we talked about. Oh, we talked. We, we talked about going to a predominantly white university. Oh, institution. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we had some of our committee members talk about it. Um, but Evan is actually not on our committee. Yet. Yes. Question mark. <laughs> um, hopefully, this this will convince him to join. Yeah, so we're having you on the podcast today, uh, just to talk about Black History Month. So one of our first questions on here is, um, what does Black History Month mean to you? What does it represent, and how do you think it's manifested in your college life? Well, first of all, Black History Month is every month because all history is history. Um, but to me, Black history is. It could be the close. Well, for me, I am. So my father is from Liberia, West Africa, and then my I grew up in Tennessee. That's where my mother is from. So for me, it's really learning about my West African heritage, mm-hmm. getting the trying the different foods. You know, dashikis, and they even speak like a, I don't know how what you would call it, but it's like a mix of like English and like Creole. Mm-hmm. So they speak in Africa or in Liberia. So it's really interesting to get to see the different perspectives, and then being like from the South, you know, you get the the bad and the ugly, and having experience like. At the age of five, I experienced racism for the first time in mm-hmm. kindergarten. And you know how, like, you're in kindergarten, you get a rule. There's mm-hmm. a rule. You bring something for one person. you got to bring something for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this time, I was going to a particular Christian private school. And my friend at the time, his name was Matthew. I would have never thought Matthew. Matthew was the nicest person, literally, like, my best friend at the time of going mm-hmm. to that school. But you would have never thought that his father was racist. So he brings yeah. um, birthday party invitations. And me being the only black child in my class... He gives one to everybody but me. So I asked him, I was like, well, why am I not getting an invitation? Mm-hmm. He told me it's because my daddy doesn't like N-words. Like, hard R, like, right mm-hmm. to my face. So I go home, and I'm like, Mom, what's that? And just to see her face, like, it was not a good. Yeah. So to me, I think black history is just learning the good, bad, and ugly of all history and telling that. Did you stay at that school for most of your elementary experience? I actually, after that, it was, that was kindergarten, mm-hmm. so we stayed half of first grade, and then we left, and mm-hmm. I moved to um, a different, like, public elementary school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In yeah. your first two years there, did you, like, have, like, a in-class discussions about Black History Month? No. Um, never was that taught, at least for what I can remember. It was never anything in-depth. It was just like, oh, it's Black History Month, and then... They taught us about Ruby Bridges was the only person that I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, there was no really like in-depth discussion. And I think that's really like when you should start. You should start that young because you 
a five-year-old know knowing that yeah. word but yeah. like you're they're obviously starting really young yeah. so that was like a huge what i would say huge eye-opener because that's an experience i've never forgotten so now it's mm-hmm. like like i feel like for as people of color like we experience like we experienced that like that and mm-hmm. so you, it opened your eyes that like dang like that's a different type of like privilege like I yeah. have to like my friends don't have to worry about getting called that like you don't I've gotten um looks like for being too like it's just you know like when you're when you go to a PWI and you're surrounded by when you're the minority it can make you just feel kind of uncomfortable so mm-hmm. I don't know it's just I don't know if you, I would call it painful but yeah that's yeah. really edged mm-hmm. in my mind forever and did that change when you went to public school um Honestly, no. I found that it was worse, um, even here in Virginia, because this, like I said, the, at the time this was in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But even moving mm-hmm. here to Virginia, um, I lived in Fairfax. I went to middle school in Fairfax, so I didn't really see it there. Um, but going, I moved to Ashburn, which is where I grew up in Loudoun. You mm-hmm. see, because they're the richest county in America, it's this yeah. little sheltered bubble. Yeah. And it was very racist. And I, fortunately enough, went to the most diverse school in our county. Where did you go, um, by chance? Rockridge I- High School. One of uh, my best friends went there. Um, her senior year, she senior, senior. she did not have the greatest experience was there. She, what class is she? Uh, twenty twenty. Mm, I can see why. Yeah, yeah. but um, had they're, they're very yeah. So we we got we're titled to diversity high school. We mm-hmm. had um somebody from every country in the world. At least one person from every country in the world went to our school, and we spoke like sixteen to twenty different languages at the school. So it was really cool, but. Oh my god, my freshman year. Um, I remember we played Briar Woods. Briar Woods is notably racist in Northern Virginia. Same as Mar- George C. Mar- like notably, everybody knows Briar Woods mm-hmm. is racist. But me coming from Fairfax County, not knowing that, I never knew. So, Briar Woods at the time was our rival. Um, we had our rivalry game on my freshman year. I remember it was USA themed. So I was walking. Mm-hmm. We didn't like our our student section is very um whack at the top at Rockridge. So I didn't like it. And at the time we were walking around the track outside of the football mm-hmm. with my friends. So we walked past. Um, let's first, let's back up. Briar Woods theme was black out, and the entire oh, senior boy. section was black faced. So that we can we can tackle that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So anyways, we're walking mm-hmm. by. Um, and we're losing badly, but just as we happen to walk by the Briarwood student section is when we score. So as we score, we get really excited, and we lean up against the fence behind the Briarwood student team just to watch the extra point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I'm leaning up behind watching the extra points, they have these black, their orange and blue is their colors. They have these orange and blue necklaces they were wearing, the Mardi Gras. They begin to take them off and hitting us in the back with them. I got a, a slice of pizza hit me in the back of the head, oh, cans nice. thrown at us. I was just like, what in the world? So I turn around. I, um, at this time, was the, the most level head. I was like, guys, we need to get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, let's go. As we're going, one of my friends, she goes into the stands to confront um, one of the girls that threw, that she physically saw throw something at her, like yeah. looked her in the face. And yeah. so I was like, oh, okay, this is bad. She's going to get attacked. So I go in after her, and then the other half, like they kind of split off and go up the other side. I really don't know, but they went up the other side. Yeah. So we kind of went in. And so as I'm going in, this guy comes up to me. He's calling me the N-word, hard R. This guy spit on me. Um, he punched me. Let's not forget that. He punched me. And so I'm like, okay, if I hit back, it's all these little... Like, this is a very real experience when I, when stuff like this happens. I look around. It's all my pretty, all these pretty little white faces and me being the black child. If I hit this man back, they're all going to come to each other and have this video of me hitting him. But nobody's going to say that he hit me. Yes, so that's exactly yeah. what happened. So I turn around. I'm like, let me be the bigger person here. I turn around. I grab my friend. We eventually, like, it was just very bad. We go by. Yeah. Our assistant principal, who happened to have worked at Bart, which he watched us walk by, um, like, 
past the student section, all this. She watched all this go down, said nothing. I go up to her as she's talking to some police officers mm. and the cops. Their football co- coach, who's now fired, jumps over the fence. He spits on me and calls me an N-word as I'm walking away in front of my assistant principal and the cops. Oh, my gosh. Says nothing. Um, and it was really bad. And that's when I... Yeah, it was really worse. It was just really bad. And so that experience, for one, opened my eyes. It's just like, why is my skin color affecting you that bad? That's just not something that I I ever understood. So I would say that I found that as I got older, it got more blatant. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just really, it's really sad. Like the things that they would call our school, because our school is also predominantly Southeastern Asian, so like Indian. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say something, but you know, you can imagine. So it's just like, yo, like, what the F? Like, it's not necessary. So, yeah. My friend did happen to mention that to me because um, I went to Battlefield. I don't know if you know what I that do know, is. Um, I one of my very good friends with the Patriots. So I know oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So uh, my friend, she went to Battlefield for like half her high school experience and then had to move to Ashburn. So she would like tell us some of the things that would go on there and we were like, and it's like yeah. common and local and like basically yeah. took it to the school board the only thing that made the um school respond to me and actually try and put a situation is when i got the president of the NAACP involved and you know loco this is loco or they're what is they're like they're racist but they sweep it under the rug like yes. they very much care about their image so the moment you start bringing all these people raising all these questions they're going to get it fixed so that's exactly yeah. what happened so yeah. once i had to start bringing those types of people like when I said I was going to do that then they were tripping over themselves trying to fix themselves mm-hmm. so it's just it's very unfortunate I don't know but yeah they're they're crazy out there it's it's rough but yeah sorry okay Ginger just joined us Ginger would like to introduce yourself hi everyone my name is Ginger Barbour I am the DEIJ chair for SGA and I'm happy to be here Awesome. We're so glad to have you, Ginger. <laughs> Thank you for being able to make it. I forgot, but my pronouns are she, her, hers. <laughs> Word. Um, so what do you think, like, what were your experiences with Black History Month at JMU? Mm. Like, right now, this, I mean, this year and last year. Yeah. And, like, you were, you were, you're, G- G- Ginger, you were here at school before COVID, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you have, like, a... What year are you at in? I'm a freshman. You're a freshman. Oh, okay. Okay, So we have got some very different perspectives here. Personally, I feel that MLK Week gets more attention than Mm -hmm. Black History Month, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is really surprising. Um, I think a lot of the work falls on the students, and it shouldn't. There are many events going on, but most of them are put on by the students or um, an idea that a student had that they brought to a certain department, um, which is disappointing because as faculty members, you should want to celebrate your students. I understand that a lot of faculty aren't um, black, but that shouldn't stop you from celebrating Black History Month or having things for students to attend. And it shouldn't just all fall on CMIS. Mm-hmm. Um, the Center for Multicultural Student Services. So, have you all like had to attend anything or attended anything since you've been here, like post COVID? Um, I wanted to go to the Black Excellence Gala. It's tomorrow. Yes. Right? Is it? How much is that? I really wanted to go to. That. I'm trying to get my friend Joy to go with me too. But I know I do see the work that you guys do. I went to. Oh my God, what was the? You had a. It was a lady. She came and she spoke. Yes. Um, for MLK. 
Oh. <laughs> Act like I didn't say that. I'm sorry, guys. No, but... it's fine. That's that's what <laughs> that's I'm awful. saying, though. That's so bad. But I do, like, I, I see the, I follow you guys, so I've seen what you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, dang, I love... Oh, you talking about the BSA? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. That, yeah, that lady. Um, um, it was like, I was like, it's two weeks ago, right? Or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. so I went to that. Um, but, um... Yeah, I, I do see what you mean. Like, it's not talked about at all. Like, I haven't... I never really thought about it like that, but now that you bring that to mind, like, it's I haven't really seen... Like, at other schools, I see that they're posting... Like, even on their main account, they post a Black History Fact every day. Or not not every day, every week. And I haven't mm-hmm. seen JMU make an effort to do that. So, I don't know. Yeah. Dang, if you're going to put sad. Black Lives Matter in all the windows, windows of all yeah. these yeah. buildings, then maybe you should uh, stop being theatrical. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's no. the yeah. difference between theatrical um, activism and performative activism. Performative activism is not really a term that we in the theater industry like to use because like, we value our performances, we value all the work that we put into it, and it's kind of an insult to say, oh, it's performative activism, like, no, that's that's an insult to performance in general, but theatrical activism is more of like, okay, you're intentionally doing this for show, mm-hmm. um, which is very popular at JMU. Um, yes. With all the marches that we have, all the events we have, I think a lot of senior administration specifically um, mm. can be seen as mm-hmm. uh, figureheads, and mm-hmm. they'll say like, oh, we support you to your face, and then we get to, like, the real work, and they just Mm -hmm. send us in circles Mm -hmm. um, for years now, so. (laughs) I was going to say, to touch on that, my, like, first experience with, like, um, like, a movement here was, I think, first week, freshman year, Um, because after everything that had happened during summer of 2020 and then the um, rock face getting destroyed on East Campus. Um, I want to say what happened there? it was like Thursday. You, do you want to describe no, that? No, you can, you can go for it. Um, I believe someone had um, like put Black Lives Matter. Um, um, you're talking about like the rock that's in the middle of festival? Yes. Oh, that pretty rock I see every morning. Okay, the yeah. spirit rock. Yes, the yeah. spirit rock, yes. Yeah. Um, and someone didn't like that, and they defaced that part of the rock. Mm-hmm. Like right, I think it was like almost right when school started. It was right, when it was right after terrible. summer 2020, so right after George Floyd. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the first weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then what you're talking about is there was like a mass protest on the quad, right? Yes. Yeah. So I went to that, mm-hmm. um, and, and then marched from the quad to festival. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And protesting mask. No. <laughs> they were pro- oh mass <laughs> protest like mass. Mass. oh oh yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. mass no no no, 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 no. okay ma- okay got it yeah and I remember I because I had gotten out of class and I was like because I'd heard about it and I was like I'm gonna go to this because I was on the quad and I remember seeing some administration specifically our president <laughs> just standing there and I was like do you do you not see anything wrong with what these students are like having to do because they don't feel safe on this campus? And I felt the same way at the towards the end of spring semester last year 
uh, I want to say it was the Unity March mm-hmm. with another thing where like, like um, all the faculty members and the students mm-hmm. like sharing their stories of like times that they felt like prejudiced against on this campus and unsafe and again just sitting there like not really saying anything and I as a white person cannot understand fully how that feels to like feel that discrimination every day and have administration basically just like laugh at you in your face because they say they're gonna do stuff but then they don't but I just like I don't know how he just sits there and listens to everyone tell their stories and then doesn't actually do anything about it (laughs) it's quite frustrating i must say um i know you guys feel put a lot of work into everything you do and faculty members do too i'm not gonna knock all of their work and effort but at the same time they feel like taking little strides will get us to the goal eventually i'm not really looking for eventually i'm looking for now yes um because then when we leave then it kind of has like transition periods aren't really successful because then they're like oh well with the dij chair from last semester i mean not last semester last year um she did a lot of work with the gen ed um, DIJ gen ed that we wanted to create but it turned into an X-Labs and now it's still going through the works mm-hmm. and then I had a meeting Can't with one of the leave. administrators and basically they tried to explain to me something that they had already explained to her <laughs> so they're really just putting us in these same conversations mm-hmm. over and over again just with different people Yeah, and it's not going to progress anything right now um i love i love being on gen ed council but (laughs) i think a lot of the times um this is a perfect example of what i mean by little um little victories so basically they are looking to flag um each course as a deij class like oh these are classes that include DIJ in the curriculum Mm -hmm. but some professors feel like oh that's not fair because while we may not teach it we may not feel like there's a way to incorporate it in our curriculum um which is an excuse and then other faculty feel like well personally I feel like um Students don't really look at the website anyway. What's the purpose of flagging all this it? time? Like, yeah. just teach it. It's not the end of the yeah. world. Exactly. Yeah. Why are we spending all this time identifying which courses are DEIJ instead of just teaching it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And making it mandatory for every Everybody class yeah. to yeah. include it in the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Like, even my chemistry lab, like, sophomore year, we did DIJ curriculum like it was hard for him to figure it out cool but he figured it out so a chemistry professor you can do it it. (laughs) exactly I think that just like I don't know I feel like I feel like professors who use that excuse just like clearly don't want to put any effort into their students because it's not that hard like even um 
my geology lecture professor. I wouldn't say she's necessarily like integrated DEIJ like into the classroom, but she did like make sure to mention like literally like first class. She was like, if I say anything that makes you uncomfortable, like here's my email, here's my number, here's the college, like the dean's um, number and email, and like here's like the president of that you can contact. Like she like gave so many resources to like make sure that her students felt comfortable. And I feel like even just that would make a lot of students feel so much more better in like in those environments. Yeah, for sure. Like. A lot of the professors, I think all of the professors in, um, I don't know if it's in the whole school, I'm just going to speak for STAD, uh, the School of Theater and Dance, because they put um, like indigenous, an, an indigenous, um, I don't know, I don't know what it's called, but it's like just a statement saying like, this is their land, this mm-hmm. is not our land. Mm-hmm. And we need to respect that. We mm-hmm. need to acknowledge that history. Mm-hmm. And I think even, like, like that makes a big difference mm-hmm. Right. in the tone that you set for mm-hmm. your classroom. Um, that, that's just one thing. Yeah. I don't know. This is, like, really eye-opening to me because me, even as a freshman, here I am thinking, like, oh, Jay, because fortunately for me, I've ne- I haven't experienced any prejudice or racism here on this campus, so... And coming from a place where you did, I did experience that in high school, middle and elementary school, it's like, oh, like to me, JMU is this utopia. So hearing it from these different perspectives, it's like, yo, like, is this what I'm so, supposed to be expecting from my college? Like, that's yeah. very extremely disheartening and we need to do better. I don't know. I'm not trying to call anybody out, but you, you got to do better. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, like there's no if, ands, or buts about, about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. history I, not taught is going to repeat itself. And you exactly, keep scratching yeah. your head wondering why we keep having these same problems because you're not teaching people like you have to teach if we're if we're gonna talk about that (laughs) go on literally a whole rant i also think it's it's really really interesting that it feels a bit like like gender like you were saying that you feel like a bit taken advantage of by administration and in in them kind of just making incremental changes and then just like doing kind of the same thing every single year every and then because year. students are leaving mm-hmm. they get away with it exactly yep. yeah we won't get away with me now you taught me so <laughs> i guess i gotta step in because no 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 that's one thing about me is i'm gonna get it done and i'm going to annoy you until like until you get it done you can put me off i'll show up at your office yeah. i'll show up at your office i'll call your phone like literally i'll text your second like literally i will get it done so that's thank you for telling me that because that, i don't i don't that that's really unsettling my spirit like i'm not liking that at all it's actually making me mad because it's like why like it's just like that means you're comfortable in your privilege and you're comfortable with yes. these things going on and mm-hmm. it's like how are you like as the head of a, a university this diverse why are, well <laughs> <laughs> let me, that let me wants that. to be diverse <laughs> there you go that claims wants to be diverse, to be diverse. That claims diverse. to be diverse yeah. like why like i don't that that really blows me so yeah i'm gonna say it be quiet before i start yelling but that makes me really mad like why like i don't i don't get it i i, I what at what point will you wake up at one point will you realize like enough is enough at what mm-hmm. point like people shouldn't be dying we shouldn't be having the march i shouldn't be having to feel like i should when i see a cop sometimes i'm like i sh- shit my pants like i shouldn't have to feel like why do we why do i have to go through that like you don't you've never had to experience that you've never had to been you haven't been called slurs as a child you haven't had to you know it's just things that i could say it's just you don't have to go through that so mm-hmm. i don't understand how you're just comfortable, you're hearing our cries of help, you're seeing these march, you're seeing, and you're just comfortable sitting there and not saying anything. Yeah. Not what, how, like what, at what point, it doesn't take anything to be 
a problem. Like to be a good person, it, it takes a lot more to be hateful than it does to be mm-hmm. loving. Like I don't mm-hmm. understand at what point do you empathize with the person? Like you know, like you like she's like. Oh, I'm so sorry. Tell me your name again. Riley. Like Riley said, she said she can never fully understand what it's like to go through, but at least you can empathize. You see us hurting, so why don't you? I don't know. Like yeah. Like, yo, it's crazy. Stop exploiting your students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say it again. Stop, Stop exploiting your students because I am so underpaid. Like, the amount of work that I do for JMU in comparison to a lot of the faculty, like, I should be- I should be tenure at this point. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> Even one of my um, friends, um, I don't know if I should say her name, but um, she turned down a position because she's like, it's not paid. Like, you keep giving us all these responsibilities and it's taking away from the reason why we were actually here, the reason why we're paying to be mm-hmm. here, and making us do your job for you. That, and it's just mm, not okay. That is another thing. Um, like, I feel like sometimes admin especially forgets that like they're in that position for us like you are supposed to be catering to your students and they'll do things and say things or not say things and i'm just like this is like you are completely missing what your students need right now like that is literally your only job and you're just completely missing it yeah, I don't know. This like I said, this is so eye opening because like you just have the yard built, and I'm thinking, oh wow, because I I was like I'm like my roommate. I can't tell you what he's rushing, but he's rushing a not ISCGC fraternity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But we were talking about we come here, we had our preconceived notions of what we wanted to be, right? And then mm-hmm. we come here and like to our extent, it's like oh, like the black Greek life is not what I expected or what I thought it would be. So then I see this yard being built, and I'm like, oh. Maybe they're trying to bridge that gap, but then I, I don't know. So I, I want to see how that's going to play out, but yeah. Yeah, Black Greek Life and FSL. Um, fraternity and sorority life, they're their own department. So that, that has been an excuse for why a lot of things mm-hmm. have not been combined and there's a lack of collaboration a lack of representation especially on the home page and you wrote a resolution that still hasn't been <laughs> yeah. let's, let's talk about that I, I voted against that resolution i'm sorry i voted for that resolution <laughs> not against it i voted for it and here we are what four months after that being passed and i can pull up the fraternity and sorority life website and it's not updated you just took down the racist picture but you didn't update any you literally changed nothing you just took down the one picture yeah so I, again like at what point are you going to give like i shouldn't have to beg scream and crawl just to be included mm-hmm. i can go every other school every school i applied to before i chose to jam i go to the first fraternity and sorority life page i see alphas i see q dogs i see what i i see and not not just that or they have a picture where it's everybody it's not just like you know everybody in there they're wearing a different um what are these things called jackets and it's all of them in one picture from every mm-hmm. different like that's what i want to see i don't want to see just you know, Susan, I don't want to see just Connor, Kel, you know, like I want to see some diversity. <laughs> there you go. Like, wow. like, but like, it's a it's a physical representation of what JMU looks like. It's very segregated. And I think moving um, the Center for Multicultural Student Services to SSC was a big first step. Mm-hmm. Um, renaming buildings, it's great. It's yeah. great. But we have to keep that motivation. We have to yeah. keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't just stop there. 
we continue to give this message of occupying JMU as black and black people and people of color um, to, to give the message like, hey, we're here, we're not going anywhere, but it can't just be us. Like It needs to be everybody. It has to, like, you got to bridge the gap because just us, clearly just us speaking is not working. So it has, we're calling, at this point, we're calling on everybody, not just mm-hmm. white people. We're calling on our Latino sisters and brothers, our Asian sisters. Like, we, it's everybody because mm-hmm. that's inclusion. Because when you die and you go to heaven or hell, it's not going to be just white people or just black people. It's going to be a whole melting pot of people. So you need to, like, on earth, it, like, America, we're a melting pot. So I don't mm-hmm. understand why we have to be so segregated. It's not, you know, I could go on. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is mind-boggling to me. Yeah. Like, actually insane. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Well, I, we're running out of time. Um, so I just want to ask if there is anything else you guys would like to talk about before we end it. Um, yes, hire more black people. It's not just a month. If you're going to continue to act like you really care about your students, um, then show us you care. Don't just keep talking about it. Um, I'm tired of hearing it. Um, I want to see it. And hopefully before I graduate. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, um, like I said, very eye-opening conversation just i urge you all administration to be about what you say and to the rest of your student bodies check on one another you all you all bleed the same on the inside you all have the same organs on the inside so love each other it costs so much more to hate than it does to love that's all i just wanted to say to you guys so just be mindful of that and the things that you say words have power there's power in your tongue too so be mindful of what you say to others if you'd like to be featured on our podcast or even have a topic that you would like to discuss you can dm us on instagram at jmusga Please subscribe and rate us on any platform if you enjoyed. Thanks for listening.